Welcome to Intuitive Art Sales. This is the show where I, Jessica Craddock, am going to teach you how to source your art marketing from within. You're going to practice claiming that authentic art business that you want and leading it the most natural way for you to get there. You're going to learn to get connected to your intuition, your confidence, and your community so that you can sell your art consistently while holding strong boundaries on your work-life balance. The lovely Jadita Chick is my guest today. Where she is at in her business is she feels like she's just starting, but really she's been at this for about two years and making some decent sales. I had to prod a little bit to get there, but yes, she is actually selling, but she just needs to start making more money. It's kind of come to a point where that's important. And what she's struggling with is finding the right people, keeping on top of stuff and making sure that she's striking the right balance between her home life, all the chores that need doing, selling, painting, you know, for her own mental health, as well as this creative venture she's on. And her artwork is about the celebration of female figures and female empowerment, which I love so much. And her work is beautiful. If you're on YouTube, you can see some of it behind us. If not, I'll give you a link to look at it in the show notes. But hello, Jadita. How are you doing? Hi. You've described that perfectly. (laughs) Well, those were all your words. I just wrote them down. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about that. You told me a couple of different things that you're struggling to find the right people, but also that painting is therapy for you. And so, you know, like trying to do all these other things feels like it's taking you away from that, but you know that those are, or you feel like those are things you need to do anyway. And so which direction, just using your little intuition here, what do you want to talk about today? Do you want to talk about finding your people or do you want to talk about that balance? I think finding my people, because with finding my balance, I think I'm getting there and forcing myself to clean in the morning for an hour mm-hmm. at least before I start painting. And that seems to be working. <laughs> you want to know what I do? What do you do? I don't do it. <laughs> I know we've don't been there for it. a while, but I feel like I need to now. So. Oh, God. And I'm, I'm the worst housekeeper. Anyway, okay, so finding the right people. Can we talk a little bit more about that? You, right before we jumped on here, you were kind of describing the situation to me, but like, can you do it again and we'll dive into it? Okay, so I grew up in Zimbabwe and it was post-colonial. So I grew up hearing all these messages about not being beautiful because I'm dark-skinned and my hair is curly. So that's where a lot of my inspiration comes from. So a lot of my artwork celebrates Afro hair and our skin and our history. There's a lot of queens and African history that I was never taught about. So the culture was very, quite misogynistic as well. So I would constantly hear statements and jokes about women being stupid. So that's what the artwork is generally about. So I had this vision of selling to women like me, right? Right. However, I've now realized that this is a generalization and I don't mean it applies to everybody. But generally, African people don't buy artwork or invest a lot of money into art. 
probably because their priorities are different. A lot of them, if they're living in the UK, for example, are sending money home to support their families and maybe they can't really afford it. They see as a luxury. So now I'm in the position where I'm like, okay, so I know my message. And yes, perhaps it resonates with a lot of the local people, but I'm still a little bit confused as to how to find more people that appreciate it because it's not the people that I was painting for initially. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. So first off, I want to say that almost every artist that I talk to, and this is not to discount or say that that's not true, but we'll say the people in my area don't buy art or they don't value it. And so I need to go outside of that area to find more. Maybe this is true for you. I don't have a whole lot of experience there. Maybe it's not. But regardless, we need to find you some people to buy it, right? Mm -hmm. And the other thing about that is you are telling me that you are actually making some pretty decent sales. I am. So what I'm hearing is I need to find more buyers. But what you're saying is I'm selling. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Like, okay. Because they're two different sides of what's happening. Well, I'm not selling enough. And people tend to buy from me if they've met me, which means I need to have a market or an art fair or something like that. And sometimes there aren't any available locally. So like a regular in-person event. And yes, I could, I could have people in my home, which I've done once before. But what's happened is a couple of times I've gone outside of my city mm -hmm. and because that's expensive, I've ended up spending more money than I've actually earned right. because I have this idea that I will find tons of people <laughs> when actually I feel like sometimes they're more hesitant to buy because I'm not local to that area. I don't know. So yes, I just feel like I'm not making enough to cover my expenses. So we, you just said that people buy from me most often when they've met me in person. Yeah. But you also said that people around me don't necessarily buy or value art. Well, it's people from my heritage. So there's not very many sort of black people where I live. There's more people in like bigger cities. So bigger cities are more multicultural, which is why I oh. gone there seeking this right. person. That I feel exists. <laughs> so if you could do that any way you wanted to do it, would that be the way or would it be some other way? What do you mean? Sorry. So you, you were talking about looking for people outside of your immediate area that have more culture. Is yeah. that, is if you could do art selling anyway, would it be that in-person kind of market fair model? Do you like doing that or is that just what you found before? I love meeting people. I love chatting with people. However, I also have to be careful what events I take part in. So if it's anything to do with Christmas, as an example, then I wouldn't, you know, for my own personal reasons. So yeah. that kind of limits it as well. So it's not like I can do any event. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And that's okay. You can curate what you want to be a part of and what you don't. Um, yeah. I guess what I'm getting at is are markets and art fairs the way that we want to find more people? And do we create a plan around that? 
Or is there a supplement to what you are already doing that needs to be added on, like as a another leg of your art business, so to say? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I think, you know, I've got a website and everything, um, but it's difficult to stand out on a website, isn't it? I don't have a huge following, but it's not too bad. But again, people don't tend to buy on Instagram. I was just having a talk with someone earlier today who was talking about, you know, wanting to utilize her website more to sell. And I was kind of prodding about what her plan was. And basically, she posts on four different social media platforms and then sends people to her website. And we started talking about the numbers of what that would actually look like. And not to say that doesn't work at all, but it's it's just kind of the statistics are not great as to the number of conversions from like just straight up, I saw your social media post to I went all the way to your website to I found the thing to I clicked through and bought it. I think of a website at this point in my career more like a business card. It's like a an info packet. It's not the salesman. That being said, if you have a really strong message that you really believe in and that other people resonate with, it can be easier to make more conversions in that way. As far as social media goes, one, do you enjoy it to any extent? I'm fine with it now. I've got You're fine with it. it. Okay, yeah. cool. And in the past, have you ever sold anything off of social media or has it all been in person? I have sold something, but she knew a friend who posted it on her social media. Mm -hmm. So no, not to a complete stranger. No, not on Instagram. So necessarily even have to be to a complete stranger because the way that I see it, you've probably heard me say something along these lines, but sales is based on connection. And one of the ways that this person connected with you was a friend of a friend knew you. So it was like she had this this line to you and she probably also yeah. resonated with your message and probably also the way that your artwork looks so when you have all three of those things it's a much much more likely sale than someone who doesn't have any or only has one or only has two that's not to say that they won't buy with only one or two connections but the more connections the better yeah so maybe it's that we need to Think about how to utilize your current network in order to bring more people to you. Okay. Sounds good. Think about that. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. So if I were to start with that place in mind, okay. the easiest answer here is past clients. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just brainstorming here for a minute. So past mm -hmm. clients, we already know that they love you and your work because they've already shown that commitment through a money form. You seem like a very personable, open, warm, loving personality. Would you say that that feels accurate? Don't really. Don't ask my family, but yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm guessing that you have somewhat of a network of friends, family, colleagues, people that maybe you 
knew in the past, have worked with, had dinner with, all any or all of those things. Would you say that that's true? I do. Yes. But so the, the art is just, it's my work. So it's not like I meet a ton of people, new people all the time. So, but yeah, I do have clients that are amazing and love me. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're looking at people we know from the past. Yeah. Because you just said, I don't meet a whole lot of new people. Tell me about, you You just told me that it's a celebration of the female figure, female empowerment, Afro hair. Let's go down that rabbit hole for a minute. Okay. What are some of the things that you, I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's it. But if we were going to drill, let's just say female figure down. Yeah. What are the things that you want to celebrate about the female figure? It's beauty. So I do make my girl, well, with my paintings, just really beautiful and striking, but also quite whimsical. So like I mentioned, I have a range where there's a girl with a gorgeous dress because we all have like an inner Cinderella, I think. So it's the dress and the colors sometimes that, that people like. And then sometimes a kind of fairy tale feel. I don't know, it's hard to describe. She might have like flowers in her hair or something, you know. So, I mean, people look at it and think it's spiritual. I mean, I don't see it as spiritual. Well, if you don't, I you have, don't to, have to go there. But Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like people read it into it and see stuff that, you know. Do you connect with yeah. that word spiritual, even though you said, I don't think my art is that? Not really. But if they want to see it that way, then that's fine. But I'm just looking at like, what are the, what's the overlap? What are the things that you guys have in common so we can find more places? Yeah. You also said female empowerment. Tell me mm-hmm. some things that you believe about female empowerment. I know that's such a long um, question. Go ahead though. <laughs> it's, it's difficult. Like I said, I grew up in a society where I wasn't taught about all these queens. And there's a lot, you know, in African history that achieved a lot. And I find... I think the link is possibly to do with mental health because good mental health is really important to me. So I want to have artwork that is empowering and I want them to look at it and feel courageous and think, wow, if, if this person achieved that, then I can achieve it. So it's a story behind that actual person because they're based on people from history. So if I tell the customer what the story is behind this person, Normally, that's the connection because they touched by that story. So when it comes to mental health, and I, you know, some of the the paintings might look peaceful, for example, or calming, and you know, I don't know. You're doing great. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm doing right now is I'm just kind of digging for where are your people. I mean, some of them. I know a lady that bought an expensive piece for me last year. She'd lived in Africa before, so that was the connection. She saw this painting, and she just had to have it just like that because because of the fact that she'd lived there before and she missed it. For sure. I can definitely see that. Okay, so I'm going to break this up a little bit. We've got past clients and people we already know from our past, but then as looking for to expand that circle, we have things like beauty, princesses and queens, good mental health. We have history and we have Africa so far. 
that's really two different strategies almost. So our past clients and people we know from the past, one of the things that we can do is nurture our circles. And then when it feels appropriate, make asks of them. Such as maybe out of the blue, there's a holiday coming up that resonates with you and your art thank you note or a card or a little what's your love language do you know what that means i'm I'm okay writing notes notes so there's there's words of affirmation yeah there's physical touch which i usually kind of take out of the equation because that one's weird (laughs) i like physical touch, but like in this context it's a little weird yeah yeah what are they words of affirmation gifts quality time i think words and gifts words and gifts Okay. Yeah. So what I like to do with past clients is create a nurturing plan. For example, right after they buy from you, maybe if possible, you deliver it to their home. You spend a little time with them. Like, where do you think you want to hang it? Can I help you install it? Just having a little bit of time to make that connection even stronger. Maybe a week or two after that, we want to send them a thank you note or a special little voice message or something like that. Maybe the next time you have an event, you make sure to reach out personally to them and invite them so they feel special and say, I'd love to see you because of this. It could be that once a year you have a little get together at a cool venue of your choosing where You can invite all your people to come and hang out. So just putting together a little bit of, not like a to-do list, but just a little structure around how you want to make sure that you keep in touch with those people. Yeah. Same thing with all the people that we know from our past. Not all of them, because not all of them are going to be good fits. But if you're looking at the people you know from your past, and especially if you really like them, for whatever reason, you just really like them. Or you know that they resonate with some of these themes like beauty, princesses, queens, good mental health, history, Africa. Those are the ones that we want to spend more time with. Okay. And you can create something similar for them. What I like to do is create a structure of how I want to connect with them and I rarely ever follow it to a T. But it at least keeps me front of mind that these are the things I could do. How do I want to show love to this person today? Yeah. So when it was still available, you did the consistent income trial. Yeah. Did you happen to download the Orbit list? I've got it. Yes. Okay. So use that list and this conversation to start growing that list. Okay, I will. Okay, so then the people we know from the past, we're going to come up with something similar for them. Maybe that is, hmm, what might that look like for you? You said, I like to say nice things to people. I like to send gifts. So it might include one or both of those. Invitations are always one that I put on the list, no matter what. I got this thing coming up. I'd love to see you. Um, even if you don't have a thing coming up, but one thing you mentioned was I could have people to my home. So it could be something like dinner 
or tea or a studio visit or whatever that is. But having a list of things that you can do to nurture these people and not holding yourself to a strict pattern because I feel like that leads to a little bit of overwhelm. Maybe. Depends on your personality. But from what I'm hearing from you, I think it would. So just brainstorming a list of how can I show love to these people? Okay. That's, yeah, sounds good. So that is starting the beginning of using our list, our orbit list to help us grow. Because the more we give, the more people want to give back. Yeah, that's true. At some point, when it feels comfortable for you, you can also make asks. Meaning past clients, maybe you do two or three nurturing points and then you say, hey, I'm looking for people who appreciate some little phrase around one of these themes, beauty queens, mental health, history, Africa. Do you know okay. anyone that I could have a conversation about my art with? I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you could put that. But what I like about that particular phrasing is then you can say, as they connect you, I really want to explore more how I'm talking about history and I want to know what you're interested in learning more about. And then you get to have a little one-on-one -on -one time because you told me one-on-one -on -one time equals more sales for you with okay. those people. And it may not lead to an immediate sale, but it leads to a stronger connection, which means they're now looking at what you're doing, kind of waiting for you to put out the thing that they connect with. The more we build that, every time you offer something for sale, the more people who are just like, going with that one. No, nope, I'm going to wait for the next one. Going with that one. No, I'm going to wait for the next one. Which can happen through content. But it's not just you spewing things out into the world saying, hey, I have our... It's this almost like you're building a foundation of people who are wanting to get your art. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm going to stop and check in for a minute because I have more to say, but I just want to like see how this is landing for you. Is this feeling like no. total overwhelm or like... Oh, not at all. No, I can definitely do that. And uh, I do have one or two people that I feel like I should, I should make more of an effort with. Like one of them, she's gotten me maybe two or three commissions just from one person. So yeah, I, I do need to get in touch with her and say hello. Definitely. Yeah. Maybe even like a, let me buy you a drink or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. People think of thank yous as I have to give them something really nice or expensive or whatever. And if you're going to do that, maybe that's the way to go. But I would rather spend time with someone. Maybe that's my love language is spending more quality time with someone. And I think that when it's your love language, people respond better than if you're trying to make something up that's not really you. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fine. I can do that. Cool. All right. So as far as like these people, these past clients, people we know from the past, nurturing them, they start to become, who said this? I forget, I forget the guy's name, but you're true fans. And true fans are always eager to help you expand. They might, you know, one day say, oh, I heard this podcast and it made me think of you and you should totally be a guest. And you would have never heard of that podcast had it not been for that person. And that podcast connects you with three people and maybe one of those people connects you with somebody else. This is organic growth at its finest. Yeah. 
That being said, the asking part becomes important because not everyone always knows what you're looking for. They need to hear it from you. When you put it out there, they may go, oh, no, I don't know anybody. And that's fine. You're not bugging them. They're wanting to help you. And so you're giving them an opportunity to do so. Yeah, makes complete sense, actually. And then I guess I feel less guilty about asking as well because I've been giving so much. And you can always, like, if they're a a business owner or maybe, I, I don't know what they might be, but let's say a realtor and they sell houses. So you could even say, hey, what kind of buyer are you looking for right now? I'll, I'll rack my brain and see if I can come up with anybody and make some introductions for you. And maybe I can't, but let me think about it. Like, that's another way that you can show love. Yeah is by offering to help them with something that they need or doing it without them asking if you can decipher what that might be, which is sometimes a little mm-hmm. harder. But so that's like kind of our footing underneath us. But then we still want to be finding people also. We don't want to just rely on those people. We want to find more, particularly in person. So the first theme that we wrote down here was beauty. And especially since... There's so much richness about the hair, particularly things like salons, spas, things like that. You could think about collaborating, hosting an event together. You could think about offering some paintings that haven't sold for their wall for 30 days. You could say, I'm looking for some homes for my art about this and this and this. Do you have any So on that, I do, well, I have had a few cafes with my work in the past and now there's less, but again, hardly any sales. I feel because they haven't met me and I I don't know if people necessarily buy from a cafe. Perhaps when they're in there, they're just thinking about having a coffee and they don't realize that the artwork on the wall is for sale. I don't know, but. There's a lot of factors that could happen there to have made that not have any sales. I don't know that I could diagnose it without knowing a whole lot more. But what I'm talking about is not necessarily just putting art anywhere, but thinking Mm -hmm. about what are the themes that people are going to connect with because I'm not there. Yeah. And so if hair is a thing that they might really resonate with, they probably spend a lot of money taking care of their hair. Mm-hmm. Something like a salon might be a better fit than a cafe. So we've got Black History Month coming up and I've been thinking about what to do for that because obviously that's very relevant to the artwork. And one idea was to have an exhibition in the school, but I'm like, do I need to just see that as sort of helping up the school or do I need to be asking for some money? You have an idea or it's already rolling? Well, they did approach me, actually. This was last year, and I haven't really followed up on it because I wasn't sure what to do about it. I wasn't sure whether to just kind of set up the work and leave it there or, I don't know, have a talk, but, you know, with the children, but you know what school kids can be like. I don't know. Okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, how exciting is that opportunity for you? Well, I think if, if it touches the heart of the right children then of course it is because 
I know how hard it is for children who are mixed race or black in this area or any area really. And, uh, and I think it'd be nice for them. So how excited am I? I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if it's worth it. I mean, it'd be nice to touch somebody's heart, but I'm still like, should I be using my time for something else? If that makes so sense. Let's just for a minute go worst case scenario. I don't even know that you can say worst case, but you make zero sales, zero contact, zero anything to do with your art business. But you get to touch one little girl. Please don't think I'm putting you on the spot here to sound like a good guy or a bad guy because that's really not what I mean. But yeah. this is just about like kind of reaching down and saying, what yeah, is yeah. worth it for me? It is worth it for me. It is. Yeah. When you put it that way. In that case, I would assume nothing will come of it. Will nothing come of it? I don't know. Like, things really could come of that. But I would assume nothing is going to come of it. And I would go in there with, I want to tell the story that I didn't get to hear as a little girl and hopefully touch one person. Yeah. Yeah. When you go at it from that angle, Mm -hmm. it's a totally different vibe. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be this huge, extensive use of your time. You're just going to tell the story you want to tell. Maybe have a piece of art behind you or two or three, whatever works for you. And then at the end of it, take the art back home with you. It was half of your day. Okay. Yes, that makes it clearer. The only reason I say take the art back home with you is because kids. No, I know. That's what I was nervous about. Yeah. So that makes it possible to still show it, but not get worried about it. Yeah, because I think they wanted me to be there for like a week or two to have it on the walls for a week or two. But perhaps this way I could go into several schools, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm. (laughs) Okay. So I want you to go back to them and say something like, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with leaving the artwork at the school. Yeah. I know you would do your best to take care of it, but we all know how kids are. But what I would like to offer is have a however long talk with your students and bring smart and show it and hopefully help make an impact that way. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, I'm definitely going to be doing that then. Good, I'm glad. I have one client who has sold quite a bit of artwork by making connections at her kids' schools. Just, you know, meeting people at the bus stop and talking about what she does and like, this leads to that. She invites them to go have a coffee somewhere and that leads to, you know, it just turns into things. So you never really know where something is going to go. You just got to know what you intend to get out of it and the effort that you're willing to put into it. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So some of your other themes were princess, like the feel of every woman is a princess and also queens, but that was more about the history. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So if I'm going to let you problem solve for a minute and talk about if you wanted to feel like a princess, if you were someone who loved that feeling, where would you be? At a spa, I guess. We got two votes for spa. Okay. So where else would I go? To like possibly hotels, but then they tend to, I think anyway, have their own 
they tend to be chains, don't they? So they already have artwork in there. Whoever makes the decision. Fashion shows, I, I, I haven't done this yet, but I know with some designers, you're always looking at artists who are willing to have their paintings on clothes and things. And uh, I don't know, hair and beauty shows, I guess. So with all of those thoughts in mind, does anything come up with, oh, I'd like to do that. That kind of sounds fun. I think with the hair and beauty, yes. But then again, I'm coming back to this thing where a lot of the artwork is Afro. But like, if I concentrate more on the kind of princessy ones, I think I can definitely have a look to see what's coming up and see if I can have something, perhaps. So what I would, based on your problem solving, what I would do is go brainstorm that list, write it down, and then find out who the contact person is for those things and reach out and say, hey, this is what I make and here's why. And I love your show, organization, whatever, because I resonate mm -hmm. with. Do you have any interest in discussing some sort of collaboration? I'm open to ideas. Okay. All this right. is another right. example of using people mm -hmm. to move things faster. So we're looking yeah. for who's going to resonate, what kind of fun things could we do? In, in a perfect world, this doesn't always work. But in a perfect world, we have like one thing a month that we can work on executing that gets us in front of people. So one thing might be this month, I'm going to reach out to the salons and spas. And next month, I'm going to reach out to these fashion places and see what are some collaborations we could get on the books so that we're not spending all of our time chasing opportunities. We're booking them out, executing them, and then looking for some more. Okay. So talking about collaborations, I've done like free paintings for a few people on Instagram. So ones perhaps is beautiful hair or whatever their their message kind of resonates with me. And yes, I do get a few followers from that, but never any sales. What are you doing besides just creating the artwork? Anything else? So, well, I give it to them and then they post it on their page and I get some followers and then that's it, really. In my group, I say that about a third of people are fast action buyers in person. Someone told me today, who makes way more money than me, that it's 20%. So somewhere in that kind of range is people who will say, oh, I love it. I got to have it. Yeah. But online, I think that that's way smaller. So the fact that they are posting it maybe once or twice, and then you're getting some followers from that is not necessarily a reflection on if it's working or not. So what I like to do are look for leads. And if someone sees you on someone else's page who already has a similar message and resonates with you, and they come over and follow you, I would make hella sure I am messaging that person and saying, hey, thanks for coming over from so-and-so's page. Don't use these exact words because they're terrible. I would have to rethink it. But I just really appreciate you taking the time to check out my work. And if you don't mind sharing, what did you resonate with about it? Something like that. Okay. And maybe that conversation 
turns into someone that you like having conversations with, who goes on your orbit list? Can I just say that your email sequence was great. I did get a sale from that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Really? (laughs) You know, I I would have never done it on my own. Like, the thought didn't really occur to me. Are we talking about the one that's like the five-day? That one. Cool. If anybody's listening and they're like, wait, what, what? Let me know. I'll send it to you. It's good. I don't know how else you would get it. I think it's in the treasury, actually. Yeah. Which is only $27. But I will send it to you because Jadita mentioned it. So do you see what I'm doing here? What I'm looking for is more connection. Instead of just putting something out there and then pulling back, going, no one bought it. I'm looking for what's an excuse that I can use to create more connection every time someone shows a little bit of interest. Yes, some people have, have private accounts, don't they? So you can't message them unless you start following them. Well, in that case, then you can't. Or you could if you want to start following a bunch of random people who you don't know what you're going to get. I generally, yeah. if, if their account's private, I leave it private. I just say, hey, moving yeah. on. I like yeah. to look at people and see, do I feel like I could talk to this person? And if I do, then I do. And if I don't, then I don't. And that's okay. Yeah. You can't make fake connections with people. No. Would you mind doing some introductory emails for commissions as well? Because I'm kind of stuck. I've had so many people saying they want commissions. And then I'm like, well, how do I sweet talk you into actually doing it? You know? Don't. Don't do that. Yeah. I'll get on a call with them. Say, hey, let's talk about it here's my phone number or let's talk about it. Let's hop on zoom or let's talk about it. Let's go get coffee. Like actually have that conversation because that back and forth sometimes works if they're highly motivated, but more often than it working, it will fizzle out. Yeah. You can have that talk with them. Even if it's over the phone, you're going to probably get twice as many commissions just from that. Okay, good idea. And it's less frustrating. Because even if you then still have to follow up with them, you have the information, they have the information, they could ask their questions. Okay, cool. I'll do that. Good. Okay, so we're going to start wrapping up here. Actually, I want you to start wrapping up here. What are your takeaways? We talked about a lot. But like overall takeaways, what do you got? Well, I definitely need to do my orbit list. Nurture people more. I am doing it, but obviously I could do it more. And I feel like I'm a bit more confident about the whole nurturing thing because you said probably three conversations or three gifts or whatever before I make an ask. And I like the way you phrase the asking. Right. The second thing, I need to go into town and look around a bit more. And I feel like I do have an opportunity with Black History Month coming up. I think that's in October here. So I really need to make a bit more of an effort as sort of going into places and just seeing if they would be interested in having some artwork on their walls. And the school thing as well that resonates with me. Because even if I don't have any sales from it, I think it would still, like on my social media, 
just inform people better about my artwork. Does that make sense? Yeah. Why you do it? Reinforce the message more. This this is good. I seem like I do have a plan. So on my end, the notes that Mm -hmm. I wrote down are figure out how you want to nurture your past clients and Mm -hmm. the people you know from your past, and you're going to write their names down. You don't have to brainstorm them ever again. Yeah. And then also brainstorm a list of between female figure, female empowerment, Afro, beauty, feeling like a princess, good mental health, Queen's history, and Africa. Some They kind of all go together. What places care about those things as well? And those are the places where you're going to find more buyers without having to drown in the online sphere yet. Okay. Okay, that's good. Is that helpful? Yeah, totally. Always. I feel like you're pretty good at what you do. Thank you. I've been working really hard at it. And then, oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. 20 years now on oh, learning it? how to do this. Okay, so we're going to wrap up. Jadita, tell me, where do you want people to look for you? So uh, my website is Onai Art. So Onai is spelled O-N-A-I-I and then A-R-T. Yes. And my Instagram is this is Onai, O-N-A-I-I. Perfect. Onai is a Shona word. We'll link it. If I can make a recommendation, go to her website and look, but go to her Instagram page and follow her. Tell her you heard her on the podcast. She would love it. Yes, definitely. Great. Thank you again for coming. All right. You take care and have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to hit subscribe so that you can get new episodes loaded straight onto your phone as soon as they're ready. And as an added bonus, when you subscribe, it helps other artists find this advice so we can learn how to make our art more valuable as a community. What could be better than that? And be sure to say hello and let me know you've been listening over on Instagram. My handle is at artistmarketcup. I would love to hear from you.